welcome to Think Big with Dan and Kasim. Kasim is not joining today, it's just me, Dan, but our guest today is Jakar King. So Jakar, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself to our audience and just tell us a little bit more about what you do. Um, so my name is Jakar King. Uh, I am a fashion designer, I'm a stylist, and I'm a model. So what got you into um fashion designing and modeling i know that you i guess if you want to give it backstroke you know you were in the military you're in the air force right so i guess what like how did you make that tra- um, transition from being in the air force to being a model um so it's funny because <laughs> the modeling came before the fashion design uh and i was in the military with a few of my my friends that um, i live in the house with now um, so there's one of one person named uh, Denzel, and then another person named Supreme, and then another person named Jose. Um, they all live with me. My friend Denzel, he was trying out like photography, right? And he was learning that process and kind of getting into like doing landscapes and stuff like that. And then he asked me like, "Hey, do you want to just? I want to practice doing people." So I was like, "Sure, I'm down." Um, he had been knowing a few other people like around the city, um, but he hadn't really thought of a theme and really conceptualized something and did the shoot, right? So we did that and we did a shoot. And that was kind of the first time I really ever modeled for somebody, one of my good friends, right? So then after that, um, he posted a picture and then started getting hit up for like modeling gigs, stuff like that in the city. Um, and that's how that process for modeling started, which was at the time very foreign to me because when i was younger i was never looked at as like attractive conventionally or whatever you know so to have people then desire my face and body type and like everything on a camera was it was actually kind of crazy like a lot too <laughs> that's awesome so i guess from model so i guess modeling came first for the fashion designing right it did it did so i guess from modeling to fashion design, did you kind of see some of the trends that maybe companies were looking at? Or like, I guess, like, how did you kind of, you know, make that transition to understand what specifically, because fashion designing is something that I think is so unique because everybody mm-hmm. has different styles, right? So I guess, like, did you kind of see some of the trends that they were asking for? Or like, how did you kind of, you know, how did that idea come to fruition for you? Um. So I... I'm a very stylish person. Um, and I've always kind of been that when I was younger, even when I didn't have a whole lot of money and stuff to work with. I was always really into like clothing and things of that nature. Um, put my mom's jewelry stuff on, you know, doing little kid stuff. Um, but then as I just transitioned into being like an adult, um, the the want and desire for it wasn't as strong, right? And I kind of started to just live through um experiences with clothing and things of that nature um but then one day um i was upset because i ordered this piece of clothing that didn't really fit me the right way and i knew how it should fit on me and i knew the draping and everything of that nature um and my friend sitting next to me we were at lunch or something like that and he was like why don't you just make the clothes and i was like oh well, I mean, I never really thought about making the clothes you know <laughs> um but like he knows that like when i was younger my grandmother, she's a seamstress and she like fixes like little patches and stuff on um, people in my neighborhood back home. And she taught me a little bit of sewing and a little bit of stuff, you know, and she's one of the main reasons why I even thought really to do it. 
Um, but, but he was like, you know how to do little stuff. Why don't you just do it all the way? So I started doing it all the way. And uh, I started my own brand first, which I didn't know would be such a big commitment. <laughs> but I started my brand by myself uh, in my uh, military dorm. And I started just making clothes in that nature. So I guess I never really truly got into like the trend watching until a little bit later. and started to really understand clothing and study clothing and study the industry. Um, but at first, it was really just I want to make my own stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. So let me ask you this. It's it's interesting because like a lot of people that we've spoken to on kind of our podcast are also military veterans like yourself. And I, you know, I'm just curious, like from being in the military, how did that, how does that help you as an entrepreneur? Um, I think it's crazy because I was kind of always an entrepreneur before the military. Um, just where I'm from, the way that most people made money was through just like doing little jobs here and there or selling little stuff here and there. Um, so I kind of, I was always an entrepreneur through the, uh, the, the guise of just learning how to get something that somebody wanted for cheap and then reselling it for more, <laughs> you know? So I, I was always kind of an entrepreneur, but I think the, the thing that I love about the military, it teaches you discipline and focus and putting little tasks together to accomplish the bigger task, you know? So those things are, in the, and kind of like those intangibles you get from just mentality of having to get through a basic training or get through some type of training, you know, with the military. It takes a lot out of you. So whenever you have something in front of you that is in a passion, you know, it gives you a better understanding of like, okay, I've been in the place where I can do something that I don't want to do, but now when it's something that I want to do, now that drive is even heightened that much more, you know, through the the want to do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So do you think that when you were in the service, you think that like that oftentimes you kind of struggled with some of the tasks that you that you had to do that you didn't enjoy doing, you know, in the Air Force? Um it <laughs> It's funny because a lot of the tasks that we did in the military for the Air Force, at least, wasn't as crazy as some stuff in the Air Force. I'm not Air Force, but in the military, it can get really crazy in the military. Not gonna lie to you, uh, the Air Force is a is a better side of it. <laughs> um, I'm not getting shot at every day, at least. You know, uh, my job was a lot more mental. So for me, my mental had never been challenged in that way. So whenever it was something front of me that was truly like a task that required mental fortitude and mental like thinking to a higher degree than I was used to that's when I really found the value you know um and those things oh yeah that's amazing so I guess as of right now like we always ask because you know we're a technology company like how are you using technology with your business and I guess what do you like and what do you not like about it Hmm, that's a that's a great question especially with the the AI and stuff now, man, is it's scary because it's scary to me in certain ways. And it's also very exciting, right? Because you have AI, which alone could completely decimate the fashion industry through my job as a designer and creative thinker um, with, with, with a computer that can completely blow me out of the water at every second of the day, creating something all the time. It is scary in that aspect. 
I, w- I will say it is very terrifying for that. But also the way that I've been incorporated into my fashion design now, it gives one fantastic kind of silhouettes and ideas for silhouettes through the AI design because it's never perfect. You have to then take your knowledge, adjust some of those things in there, right? Um, then you also have things in nature like uh, 3D printing, right? So you have uh, technology now that can it has the one handle or the over the body strap. So I, I literally wear that around all the time. Not gonna lie to you, all the time. So when you're walking with that bag, I'm sure people are probably coming up to you and saying, "That is a cool bag. Where'd you get it?" Right? Every time. Every time I wear it out. <laughs> yeah, that's smart. Like that. That is like the epitome of like really smart self-promotion because like you wear your own product and people are like you know it's a very easy kind of like talking mm-hmm. it really is it it's it's also one of those things where whenever somebody sees i feel like a because i'm 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 a bigger person right i'm not i'm never sticking i'm never like low not sticking out i'm always sticking out right um i'm already sticking out and then i have the bag on top of it with the outfit that i'm wearing so we were like no i gotta know where you got that bag from so a lot, a lot of times, people- like, I mean, I guess, like, what trends are you seeing? Because I think it's like oftentimes, right? People are saying, "Oh, I want to go cheap and do it in China or something like that." Like, mm-hmm. I guess, like, what trends are you seeing, and what are people looking for when it comes to certain products? At least for me, like Europe, America, I think are good places to manufacture. Like, what are you seeing being in the industry? Um, I think right now a lot of people are transitioning from. So I think let's take it back like a little bit, not like a lot. Like 2017, 2018, right? Um, the world kind of started to transition fully into like streetwear, right? With Supreme and all those things becoming really, really big and really, really hyped. Um, streetwear became like one of the main things. And I think one of the main reasons why I was so big is people like my age, I'm 22, people like around my age were growing up and we were in high school and we were getting like, we were starting to make money and stuff like that. And we don't like to wear suits and things of that nature in high school. So you're buying clothes you can wear every day to school or every day to the grocery store or whatever. Um, but then now we're fully paying bills and we're grown now. So the the streetwear has transitioned into more of a grown wear, which is more of like you're mixing in vests and you're mixing in blazers with trench coats and you have um, like cropped uh, hoodies underneath uh, long bodysuits. You know, like so you have you have certain things that we have transitioned over into from streetwear to the grown wear, but a lot of it is now we're starting to wear flannels again. We're starting to wear like blazers, you know, with no shirt on or something. So that's the biggest trend I'm seeing over like the overarching one. Right. Um, but then you have things where like TikTok has created a thing where there's a vacuum of trends and there's a vacuum of styles and aesthetics that are circling at the same exact time. So you can be on one part of an algorithm where it's all gothic, right? But at the exact same time, it's just in the same space. You have this thing now called bloke core, which is to me hilarious. I love it. Um, something that I have never seen before, um, but it's dope. Uh, so you have things that actually exist at the exact same time. And it's creating a trend where there is no one aesthetic or one trend or one fashion style that's in right now you know but i what i'm seeing personally is that most of the industry has transitioned over to that grown streetwear kind of vibe you know but do you think it's like in terms of the style specifically but do you think that people are really caring where it's being made because you know america versus china or europe for example like because at least for me 
I've always felt, you know, it's in the past, it was like, okay, I want something cheap and I'm like, I don't care. But I think people at least now have kind of transitioned to more of like what you're doing, more higher quality products made in the USA or made in Europe. Yeah, no, I, I was having a conversation with somebody actually the other day, conversation about um, how the sustainability of everything is really important now. You know, um, sustainability is one of the most important things that we can really focus on now moving forward because of the very large um, catastrophic kind of events that are happening in our on on Earth, not just in certain places on Earth, the entire Earth is kind of going through it. And um, a large part of a lot of the reason why we don't have like a ozone is the fashion industry because of the manufacturing and everything. So like that is definitely a point of focus for a lot of brands um, that like, so like you have like Versace and Louis Vuitton, all those brands kind of, they don't have the biggest focus on it because it kind of doesn't affect them in any way to their uh, eyes. Um, but you have smaller brands that really focus on like carbon footprint and the um, how they make clothes and where they're made and the actual like, um, labor laws in the countries that it's made in, you know, that's really important to people now. So I think that uh, the focus is definitely getting there, but it is starting with, once again, people that are my age who are transitioning into becoming the more leading people in the fashion industry. It hasn't become to the, hasn't come to the mass audience yet, but it's getting there for sure. It's definitely getting there. That's awesome. So I guess like as of right now for your brand, like what is your number one priority in the next maybe three to six months? That's a great question. Um, I think my number one priority with my brand right now is definitely transitioning it into the place where it is self-sufficient. And I say that as to um, creating products that then feed into the next collection. You know, um, I'm still in the more beginning stages of it and I've done some really cool things already. Um, but the way that I'm trying to move with the pieces that I have now for the future is creating the system where whenever I get with my team, we get the next three collections lined up and we're just making them, you know, um, and really getting into where I can create freely. That's really the, that's really the goal, honestly. So you want to focus more on creating and have people on your team focus more on marketing, getting, getting like the word out and reaching more people basically. Exactly. That's that's the goal. Now, will it happen? We're going to see. <laughs> um, but that's the goal. <laughs> that's awesome. So I guess like in the next like year or two, right, like, with your business, like where do you envision it? You know, do you envision like having a lot more products? Like if we're going to talk in a, like a, you know, a couple of years, like, you know, what, what, where do you envision, you know, things being with your brand? You know, that's always a I've had a question before. And this is it's always funny when I hear that question, because I don't know it. it I like to set intentions on things, but also I'm one of those people who allows the universe to do what it's going to do. Um, and I really do believe in the universe taking this, its wave with wherever it wants you to go. It's going to point you in that direction. Um, so I think I just want the the next couple of years to be what the universe wants it to be. You know, nothing set in stone, allow it to freely adjust and comport to wherever it needs to be, you know? <laughs> That's a good answer. So I guess... Just to um, wrap it up, so like, what what kind of advice do you have for somebody who has your background, was in the service, you know, wants to start a business? Like, how could they go about doing what you've been able to do? Um, I think the first step is really getting down and sitting with yourself, 
and asking yourself truly what are your passions and what are you really willing to do for free every day? You know, um, because you can get paid to do a lot of stuff whenever you're alone with yourself and you're just sitting doing whatever you're doing. What is what are those things that you love to just do, you know, and turn that into a business? Amazing. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's something that, you know, it's a big transition for somebody. You know, I've seen it often from going to the service and going into the, into the corporate world. But I think if you can start your own business, to your point, you know, really what I learned, what I've learned from a lot of, you know, uh, military veterans is that discipline like that is what's going to take you to that next level because most people don't have that discipline most people can't stay that focused on one thing because you have to do it when you're in the like it's part of your job so if you can transition that into your real life i mean that's going to you're going to you know go to the moon with, with your product so um you know yeah i'm very excited i mean i'm hoping in a year or two years you know we can talk again your brand's going to be big and you know like we're rooting for you and yeah i mean let's keep in touch and thank you so much for joining our podcast you're very welcome and thank you for having me of course thank you all right have a good rest of your day you too sir all right thanks all right bye